Hey guys, welcome back to the Get Your Happy Podcast, where I am your host, Tanya B. Drake, life coach and entrepreneur, where I am helping you achieve organic happiness after all traumatic experiences and emotional abuse. Uh, So today I'm actually coming to you um, and we're talking about what has been hitting headlines all over the nation, Hurricane Irma. For those who do not know, I am in uh, Florida. I live in Florida and um, a little bit more, I studied in Houston, Texas, and um, that was traumatizing just hearing that and, you know, seeing it on TV. It was so unreal. Uh, And I know we're still um, working with, you know, donations and getting Houston back together. Um, but Hurricane Irma, it's sweeped the Caribbean islands into Florida and more. Um, <clears throat> my family is originally from Puerto Rico and Bahamas. Uh, as I've gotten older, it's been really hard to communicate um, with family as they've gotten older. Um, and that communication is really, um, I'm kind of like the middleman. And that communication really comes from my mother who has all the contacts and due to our relationship, it really just leaves me, you know, my hands in the air because, um, my mother is the one who knows who to communicate with, um, as they are older. So also talking about Florida, um, it was a mess and it was chaos. Uh, and so it was anxiety. It was frustration. It was so much that happened. So I wanted, I I learned so much in this past week and I really wanted to share it. That was of course not supposed to be the topic of this week, but the experience was so profound that I figured that this would be the absolute perfect, uh, topic. So today, what Hurricane Irma taught me, my evacuation experience. As the news exploded with headlines about Hurricane Irma and where it was going to land, it really just shook the Caribbean islands and the entire state of Florida. Anxiety swept in as all the citizens decided to prepare for the worst. This podcast, you will hear how organic happiness was the end result of something that had something that could have really been disastrous because that's what we were expecting. So of course, in this particular podcast, I'm sharing my story, my experience. There are no notes to take. Um, if you want to write them and you're just used to having pen and paper in hand, um, when, li- when listening to uh, my podcast, by all means, I'm sure you will have something to take away from this podcast. So the very first thing I'd like to talk about is we all came up with a plan of action. Okay. So in order to do this, we had to take the first step. Whether that been, you know, whether if the decision was to take a flight out to prepare our home or seek shelter. We did all three. 
we tried to, um, we did book a flight. Our flight was to leave for, we were torn between Atlanta um, just because I had a really good vacation there recently and I wouldn't mind going back. And I figured that would be a great place. It could be a vacation and to really get our mind off of what was happening um, or going to happen to Florida. So we figured that we would go to um, Atlanta and the decision was still up in the air. Um, I still work at night besides my coaching and um, I work at night and I wanted to make sure that that would be cleared. Uh, and so what I learned um, later that the airports would have closed by the time that my flight would leave. We uh, changed our minds from going to Atlanta. We officially booked it for Michigan um, as that's where my in-laws are from. So as we um, figured out that the flights had been canceled um, due to the uh, airport's operating hours, we had to seek another option, that being to prep our home. I had received a mandatory evacuation letter, and so what that meant is I had to prepare my home. After that, I had to figure out now that I was listed as um, Zone A, which was to mandatory evacuate, um, I had to seek shelter. So before I go a little further, I want to talk about an interview with Will Smith. He explains that a common mistake um, some people make is that when completing a task, as he describes in an interview, building a wall, a very common interview that everyone knows for um, motivation on YouTube, pulling up Will Smith, he talks about this wall where his father explained to him and his brother to build this wall. He knocked down the wall and he advised them to rebuild it. So what he explains is most people would fail at this task is because outright they think of the wall and they give up. And what he does is he explains, <clears throat> excuse me, um, he explains that he processes it in his mind of the brick, right? To complete the brick. Look at the brick first. And not simply focusing on um, the wall at once, but to focus on the brick. He explains that doing a task or preparation is to complete the first step. And so that's what happened. We had to complete the first step and um, we had to know that we could do this. Okay, so in our experience, we had to take shelter. And in order to do that, we had to call which shelter could take pets, um, which shelter um, was closest to us and what necessities we needed to bring. Okay, so we had to take the first step. So we ended up going to, um, just to share a little bit, we ended up going to John Hopkins. It was a middle school. Um, it's a huge middle school, two stories. 
and they were the shelter to take pets and you had to be, you know, separated from your pet, but you could go in and it was a line and it was, you know, um, we weren't sure if we would get in, if we were getting in at the right time. So that's what we ended up doing. So the next thing is we learned what I learned um, in this experience is that we can work together. Ken Blanchard, an author, and he also did a TED Talk. Um, he's written 50 books. And in his TED Talk, he discussed collaboration. If you want to grow, you must work with others. Because when you, um, because when you pass, it all, go, it all goes back in the box. So working together. We had to understand each other's strengths in order to work together. So we had to carry others' weight, lend a hand, share knowledge, and provide mental and physical supports. During the experience, it totaled 3,500 people, not including our pets. In the beginning, we were confused. We were worried, anxious, and frustrated. But we all learned who needed help carrying a mattress. I remember there was a gentleman, he was carrying two air mattresses up the stairs with sheets on. And he was this tall, slender guy, and he was just struggling. And if you ever carried an air mattress, it kind of slips um, because of the material. Um, it's like that vinyl material. And it kind of slips from in between your arms. Um, as you're carrying it, especially with the sheet on. And I remember having multiple bags in my hand, a whole bunch of blankets, and I'm helping this poor guy um, up the stairs with both of these mattresses. And he never looked back, but he trusts that I was carrying, you know, carrying his uh, weight. And so You've seen all of the staff and you see all of these people running all over the place and, you know, just kind of frantic. And we knew that we had to work together. So, you know, again, 3,500 people, including our pets. And in the beginning, we, you know, we were confused. We were worried. We were anxious. We were frustrated. We had all of these emotions, but we all learned who needed help carrying the mattress, um, who was in a wheelchair, who needed to be wheeled down the hall or up the elevator, um, who needed assistance getting water, um, and who just really needed to be soothed. The staff was even working together to assist all of the evacuees to their appropriate area. The third thing that we learned um, is vulnerability and trust. This was huge. And I spoke about it very often is that there was so much vulnerability um, that had to be done and we had to trust each other. So we had to, here we were, um, once we got placed in our appropriate room, the room was 213 in the science building, in the science room. And so we had to sleep in the same room. There was 24 of us in one room, no walls. This is a classroom, 24 of us. 
We had to sleep in the same room, eat in front of each other. We woke up in, you know, with bed hair, <laughs> messy bed hair, and um, we had to trust each other. And what what is really funny to me is that you stand with two other people in an elevator and you're afraid to say hello and you bury your head in your phone trying to escape the act of communicating. And here we were, 24 strangers that slept in a room together for two days with no walls. We had to care for one another. Um, we had to, you know, just really support each other. What I thought was really interesting was two things. There was all these outlets in the room, but for some odd reason, there was only one outlet that worked. So someone had an extension cord and we all took our time charging our phones. We never even want to leave our phones in the next room. We never want to be abandoned from our phone. And here we were charging our phone in this uh, extension cord and we would walk in and out. It got to a point where that extension cord got so full, we had to charge our phone in the hallway. It was so full that people were sleeping in the hallway and you abandoned your phone. You trust that everyone was going to support you. Another scenario here is a woman who we later found out was 99 and a half years old. She came in with her son who had about um, who was about 80 years old and they came without a mattress. We all passed down blankets, a yoga mat and a sweater to keep them warm. That was so remarkable. We all cared for each other. There was even a woman who had um, a walker, um, but one that rolled. And she passed it down to the woman who was 99 and a half years old and she needed to go to the restroom. And she said, this is for you. And it was so much compassion in one room. All I could do was smile. And so when I smiled, it moves on to the next thing that I've learned, which is joy is always found in chaos. So organic happiness is always the medicine through the storm. We shared our stories and big belly laughs. We stood all connected and we shared hugs. In all of the storms, we all can have big belly laughs, right? We enjoy these smiles and they are very contagious. Happiness is a comfortable place to be. And then most importantly, everyone wants to be with the person who's happy. Everyone in that room had a reason to smile. Even though we were anxious and we were uncomfortable, we found a reason to smile. We found a reason to laugh. <laughs> I think one of the funniest things is that we were um, <clears throat> we had one of these manual pumps to pump the air mattress. One of the young girls let us use hers, and we're pumping the air mattress. And every time we would pump it, it would make um, a sound of farts. <laughs> so we go and it go. <laughs> <laughs> and so we kept laughing and so the ladies next to us she go up so I think someone had too much bean salad and I was like oh that's funny because that's actually what I had <laughs> so it was very very funny we just you know there was a way for us to really laugh even though in the back of our minds you know we were unsure there was that uncertainty 
So always remember that the happy person, everyone wants to hang out with you. <laughs> so the very last thing is gratitude. After the storm passed, we had gratitude for the staff, each other, and most importantly, the sun, the ground in our home. We learned that instead of a category three or four, by the time it got to us in our city, it had um, decreased to a category one. There were strong winds and we heard it throughout the night. It took out some power. But at the following morning, we noticed that the lights were still on and we were in, we were okay. They released us that morning. We ran to our pets and anxiously ran to our pets. Our pets are, you know, howling and everything and jumping out of their cages and jumping for joy because, you know, I'm sure they did. <laughs> you know, are we coming back for them? Yes. And so, you know, we're racing to our cars and we're pulling off just to get home. And man, is there no place like home. So once I got back to my Florida apartment, I noticed that there was no damage. We had power the next day and back to work. I went along with a good old hot meal. <laughs> I was so done with the bean salad <laughs> and peanut butter and jelly and cereal. So we were safe and together. So I'd like to just extend light and healing goes to all of the other people that are suffering for hurricane um, from Hurricane Irma physically and mentally. What I'd like to do is offer uh, complimentary coachings with the code Irma, and you, that can be emailed to me at getyourhappy at gmail.com. That's G-E-T-U-R happy at gmail.com. If you like this podcast, make sure that you give it a thumbs up, leave your comments below, and subscribe to the Get Your Happy podcast and TV. I'm so, so happy, excuse me, so happy to really share this experience. As others may, you know, resort to the deep end and, you know, it, it was chaos and there was a reason to be frustrated and angry. But what I realized is these four principles, gratitude, joy and, um, joy and chaos, vulnerability, being able to work together and to start with one step. So make sure you listen in on the next episode to the Get Your Happy podcast for me to give you um, the tools to live abundantly, love your authenticity, authenticity <laughs> and radiate your organic happiness. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to this podcast and allowing me the opportunity to share my experience of Hurricane Irma. Thank you, and I will see you back on the next podcast.